boys and girls. This is Miss Kathy. We're in the middle of the Christmas season, and we thought we'd bring you some stories from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories. After the Christmas season, we'll be returning to our regularly scheduled shoebox mystery books. Christmas is a special time of year, a time to celebrate the birth of baby Jesus, who was born in a stable. Shepherds, after being serenaded by angels, rushed over to find the baby lying in a manger. Wise men, carrying gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, followed a bright star until it led them to the baby king. What about you? Will this Christmas bring you closer to Jesus? I hope so, and I hope that the Jesus of Christmas will live in your heart throughout the year. Helen Lee Robinson, Editor The Christmas Tree by Agnes Kempton A gust of icy wind blew against Stan's face as he thrust his shovel into the snow for what seemed like the hundredth time. He'd be glad when he finished this and could collect his money. He had shoveled snow off both porches and the walk in front of the house. He had even cleared a path so that Mrs. Penny could get to her garbage can in the backyard. It was a big job, worth at least three dollars, and he knew just what he was going to buy with the money. He could already picture the eager expressions on the faces of his two younger brothers at the sight of the fir tree he'd be bringing home later in the day. His mother had promised that they could trim the tree that evening. Kevin and Joey were really looking forward to it. The only thing that would be missing when they finished trimming the tree would be the ornament that went on top. They'd used it last year, but it had shattered when his father had accidentally dropped it. Stan grinned as he scooped the last shovelful of snow off the front walk. It felt good to know he was all finished. Soon, he'd have the money in his pocket to buy the silver angel he'd seen in Nunn's Variety Store the day before. It was the perfect ornament for the top of the tree. He glanced across the street to where his friend Don was shoveling snow, too. "'I'm all through here!' he shouted. "'How much longer is it going to take you?' "'I'm just about through, too,' Don shouted back. "'Man, shoveling snow is really hard work. "'I'd say we deserve every cent we get.' "'Well, I hope you saved some of your strength. "'We've got something else to do today.' "'Don knew what he meant. "'They had been looking forward to this for a long time. "'After they finished shoveling snow, "'they were going to hike up into the woods "'in search of two nice Christmas trees for their families.' Mrs. Penny, a thin, gray-haired woman wearing a faded house dress, opened the door when Stan rang the bell. "'Oh, it's you, Stan,' she said. "'Are you through already?' Stan nodded, wondering why she seemed surprised to see him. He'd been shoveling snow for more than an hour. It had seemed like a long time to him. Mrs. Penny motioned for him to come inside. "'I'll bet you're nearly frozen. How would you like a cup of hot chocolate to warm you up a bit?' Stan hid his impatience. It sounds good, but I don't have the time. There's something else I have to do today. She smiled. Well, I expect you'd like to be paid, wouldn't you? She left the room, returning with a shabby brown purse that she clutched in one hand while fumbling inside with the other. A moment later, she withdrew a dollar bill and several coins. I know one dollar and forty cents isn't much, but it's all the money I have right now. I'm terribly sorry. Stan's heart sank with disappointment. He'd worked so hard for a mere dollar and forty cents. That wasn't even enough to buy the silver angel. He stared at Mrs. Penny, not knowing what to say. Then all at once he found himself noticing things he hadn't seen before. The furniture inside Mrs. Penny's living room looked old and run down. There were no Christmas decorations anywhere. Stan remembered his mother telling him that Mrs. Penny had only a small Social Security check to live on every month. Somehow he knew that the $1.40 was all she had left until another check arrived in January. 
The Bible verse, Be kind and compassionate to one another, Ephesians 4.32, came to Stan's mind, and he said, I don't want to be paid for what I've done. Please, I'd like you to consider this a Christmas present from me because you've been such a good neighbor. Don was waiting on the front walk as Stan came out of the house. Guess how much Mrs. Simpkins paid me, he burst out. Five dollars! Man, I can't get over it! How did you make out? I don't suppose Mrs. Penny gave you much. I didn't take any money from her. What? Don's brows shot upward in disbelief. Why not? You mean to say she let you do all that work and then couldn't pay you anything? No, it wasn't that. I guess it was... Well, I thought she might need the money for something more important. I get it, Don said, slapping Stan on the back. You're really neat. I wonder if I'd have done the same thing. His face became serious. I'm glad you're my friend. You're always around to remind me what it means to be a real Christian. Stan flushed. Cut it out, will you, Don? I've got a lot to learn yet, too. They spent the rest of the day tramping around in the woods. Don chose his tree right away, but they saw so many nice bushy trees that it was hard for Stan to decide which he wanted. Finally, he came to one that looked as if it would make the perfect Christmas tree. Chopping it down, he loaded it on his sled, then started home. It was almost dark when Stan waved goodbye to Don and walked on, pulling his sled toward home. From the end of the street, he could see the glow of the outdoor lights his father had put up that afternoon. They made the whole yard look cheery. As he passed by Mrs. Penny's house, Stan found himself staring at it. The house looked so dismal, so dark and lonely among the many brightly lit Christmas-decorated houses on her street. She looked shocked but happy when Stan knocked on her door to tell her he'd brought another Christmas present. Tears glistened in her eyes as she watched him carry the fragrant pine tree inside. "'I have some ornaments in the attic,' she murmured, "'but I didn't think I'd be using them this year.' Trees are so expensive that I didn't see how I could afford to have one. Her voice trembled, and she put a fragile hand on his arm. God bless you, Stan, for thinking of me. Walking on home, Stan hoped his brothers wouldn't mind waiting another day or two for their Christmas tree. They probably wouldn't understand how he could have given their tree to someone else. Well, maybe after dinner, Stan said out loud, the three of us can go over to Mrs. Penny's and help trim her tree. That should make Kevin and Joey happy. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories, a compilation from various writers for Guide magazine, edited by Helen Lee Robinson and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. As our special gift to you, we will be sharing one of these stories every day between now and Christmas. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. 